0: Welcome to the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Hey everyone, how's it going? I am here with my wife, Dawn Rosinger, and I'm Travis Rosinger. And you know, the word that pops in my mind right now, as you guys are listening, as we're talking, is the word blessed. Uh, We woke up today, we've got food in our stomachs, we took a shower, we're in a warm house. It's like minus seven degrees right now. It's supposed to be like, I think almost 20 below zero for a low tonight, maybe minus 18. And so I'm just sitting there thinking, Oh my gosh, I am blessed.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a little bit chilly here this morning, but it's so nice that we are warm. We had our fireplace going last night and we had it oh, up to about man. 80 degrees inside our home. We like to be warm, but so thankful that we live in a house that has a fireplace, but then we have heat. Like yeah. how grateful. And we're we are about for that.
0: to jump in the car and go on a date, go out to eat. We yep. have gas in our car and You know the ability to go out to eat. So those of you that are listening right now, man, we just want you to take a moment and think about how blessed you are. What are the good things that you have in your life that you can thank God or the people around you for? Don't focus on the negative things or the things that you don't have. Right. But really, just be thankful. And and why? Because we're thankful. Yeah, we are very thankful. We really are. Now, down. You sound a little bit
1: strange. Yeah, my voice is a little bit deeper today, (laughs) Um, because we had an opportunity last week to spend a couple days with our grandson and our, and our kids and they had a cold. And honestly, when you have a 18 month old grandson, you can't help but kiss them. So, um, in that kissing, he shared his cold with me and so we've got that. And I think we kissed this week, Travis, and I think I've uh, shared my cold yeah. with you.
0: My voice is a little bit yeah. off, and it's partly because of your generosity. I'm yes. sharing whatever it was that you got from him with me.
1: Those kisses are worth it to me, though. Oh, like, they're so I don't so mind this cold. I got yeah, to have those kisses hugs with hugs and
0: kisses. Too much fun with our grandson. Yeah. Well, hey, guys, you've heard us say this before, but we are really excited. Want to keep talking about it. I have a new book coming out here in 2022. It's called Gripping, and the subtitle is What Matters Most. And we couldn't be more excited. I couldn't be more excited. I love the cover of the book. I don't know if we've talked about this or not yet, Don, but the cover of the book is my hand, and but it's also our three-pound granddaughter who was prematurely born. She's like reaching up with her hand. She's gripping my finger. And it's that's the cover picture. of the book.
1: I love it. I want to hang it on the wall in here.
0: It's, it's incredible. It just speaks so much to what we all should value in life and just hanging on to those little ones or the people around us, or even to the finger of God gripping his hand. So that's going to be coming out in 2022. Well, for those of you that have been listening to our podcast, especially over the last couple episodes, you may have caught that we've been talking about building a home together. In other words, marriage appraisals and renovations. It's a series that we've done. And man, Dawn, it's been so fun because you and I both love houses and we love marriage. We do, like we have- two of some of, the, of our most favorite things on the planet. So how do houses or how does a home compare to a marriage? Well, we just want to recap part one and two. So in order to build a house, you have to first have a couple of things like in order or, you know, planned out. So what's the first thing? Well, you've got to, you got to start with a dream.
1: Yep. You have to have a dream. You have to know where you kind of want to go. Like and that dream helps give you that.
0: Totally. And we all do this with what we want in a house. We have a dream for what the house should look like. Well, in a marriage, you have to have a dream for what you want your marriage and your life together to be like. But you also have to prepare the ground. And we do this with houses before we build them to make sure that they are built on a good soil. And for a marriage, you, you've you got to prepare the soil of your own soul, dealing with the spiritual and emotional side of yourself before you are able to be in a relationship that is healthy. Healthy. So many people don't prepare the soil and their marriage, you know, suffers the consequences. They it is a really, really challenging relationship. The other thing is demo. You know, before you maybe build a home or renovate a home, you might have to demolish some things. And many might do this with the home that they end up buying. They take this wall down or that wall. We just helped do some demo on our son's yep. house and rip down a wall. And oh my gosh, it's so gorgeous now.
1: That's the it, fun part too. I think it's cool to get rid of the old, knowing that you're going to put something new there and make it better.
0: Yeah. And it's counterintuitive to yeah. pull something down. Suddenly how that's like, as if you added something and made it better. Well, many might do this with a home that they buy and the goal for a future marriage, if you're not married yet or current marriage, if you already are is to tear down the things that shouldn't be long in your marriage and your life. And we, you know, talk about this in those prior two episodes, but wow, it's so good to demolish those things and get rid of them approves your marriage. So why did we title this episode and this series, Building a Home Together, Marriage Appraisals and Renovations? Well, the reason why is because marriages are so much like a house. When you go to build a home for the first time or you are about to renovate it, so much of what it takes to build a new home or to renovate an old one has symbolic value for you and your family. And we get it because we live in homes. Why does this work? Well, because some of the same skills and concepts that are required to build or renovate a house are also required to build a healthy home and marriage for you, for your spouse, And your family now. Why focus on the word appraisal with marriages? Because the word appraisal means an act or instance of appraising something or someone, according to Merriam-Webster's Dictionary. When we think of appraisal, and Don, we've talked about this before. We usually think of an object, but you can actually praise a person. Yep or a relationship. A marriage, yep.
1: You should be able to appraise your marriage then.
0: That's what we believe. It's putting your marriage under a microscope, the relationship itself, and assessing its value and what needs to change. So if you're going to have a strong, healthy marriage, then it's important to do a marriage appraisal from time to time. But you can't appraise the value of something until you assess its condition. We can appraise the value of something, but we can also appraise the value, like we just mentioned, of a person or a relationship. So we renovate to make it better, to increase its value. Again, building a home together, marriage appraisals, and renovations. So there are five key components uh, that we first talked about. The first one is foundation or words. Your marriage is built upon the foundation of words. Number two, hardware, which we would, you know, that's what holds a house together. We That's affection and yep. marriage. The hardware is affection. It glues the relationship together. The four walls of a home, you know, provides privacy for the couple. And that's what we would, uh, you know, label that intimacy. Intimacy is that privacy, that private relationship. Number four, power systems. And, you know, a home runs on electricity or heat uh, or gas to create heat. But, you know, in a marriage, that power system needs to be God, Jesus, the Bible, faith. And then, of course, we talked about Wi-Fi or communication. Every home has access to the outside world, even if they have like a landline or, you know, they have cell phones and Wi-Fi. And, and so for us, you know, in a marriage, that would be communication. It's just being able to communicate with one another. And then of course, communicating to the world about your marriage and about your relationship and what that's going to look like. So if you haven't yet, man, we want to encourage you go back and listen to episode 87 that kicks off this three-part series for the full details of what we've already talked about. We just recapped, but yeah. already talked about up to this point. I mean, we we drill down and go a little bit deeper on each of those pieces.
1: So today we're actually going to be in part three of Building a Home Together, Marriage Appraisals in renovations. And I'm super excited about what we're going to talk about today. But Jess, I just wanted to remind you of this story. Do you remember when we were living in Tennessee, we were pastoring there for four years, amazing people, amazing church, had a great time there. But I remember one night we were sleeping in our home and all of a sudden we heard the loudest boom in our entire life. Yeah, like that was was crazy. (laughs) We heard a lightning strike, you guys, and it was right outside of our window. It literally struck the pole right outside of our window, outside of the bedroom wall.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I almost had a heart attack. Oh my gosh. We both- crazy.
1: We flew out of bed. That lightning strike was super powerful and it blew the cover off the transformer box on the light pole and they found it like a block away. Like it just <laughs> blew was, it completely out. That was
0: a powerful lightning bolt.
1: And unfortunately, because that transformer was connected to our house, it blew up most of our appliances in our home. It was a catastrophic event, but it was actually a blessing. In all reality, when we look back, we're like, that was a blessing yeah. in disguise. Why? Because it allowed us to go buy thousands of of dollars, of new appliances, a brand new computer. Like we had an older computer and we got to buy a brand new brand computer new one, yeah. that the insurance company ended up paying for all of it. So even though it was crazy night and it was kind of an inconvenience, it was a blessing in disguise. Yeah,
0: it's weird. I mean, here you have this, you know, we almost die of a heart attack, fly out of bed and lose thousands of yeah. dollars worth of so many things and bam, it's like we won the lottery. It, was it felt a like. a blessing,
1: definitely. Yeah. Well, many marriages need to let this episode and the other two parts to this series be the lightning that wakes them up to the condition of their marriage and home. This will allow them to make many improvements. So again, let this be the lightning strike. Let it jolt you out of your bed in your marriage and want to make a picture. Well, the next five key components of a house or a marriage out of the 10 most important that we have identified is this a property line, which is just your boundaries. For an actual house, the boundaries keep you inside of your property and others outside of your property. It's a geographical outline of an area that you completely own and have free reign over. Now, Travis, I know, I think it would be awkward, like, we're in our yard, and if all of a sudden our neighbors just started always coming over and just, like, using our yard, like, yeah. using our grill, <laughs> using our, ba- you know, and we love our neighbors, but it would be awkward. I like, know. Or if we went over and just freely helped ourselves to whatever in their yard or decided to play football in their yard rather than our own, like, that would be an awkward moment. Why? It would
0: be weird, Why? Yeah. Because we
1: have boundaries. We have those boundary lines. Some people have fences in their yard. We don't have one, but it would be kind of be weird
0: yep and we love our neighbors but it would still be weird
1: well for a marriage boundaries keep you engaged in your own marriage and away from other relationships that could tempt you to go elsewhere for what you should be getting from your spouse boundaries help protect and keep your future as a couple strong it's kind of like invisible fencing for your relationship and some examples of these boundaries that we have for our marriage include things like this we have a boundary. We say no secrets. We're not going to have secrets in our marriage. Beyond having no secrets, we have agreed to no pornography. We have committed to each other to digital purity, something that we think is important. It's a huge boundary that we will not cross. A boundary that we have is no alone time with anyone of the opposite sex or anyone that you might be attracted to ever. We never are alone with anyone. And this can be inconvenient at times, but it's a boundary that we set in place just to protect us and our marriage. A boundary that we have is no unaccounted for time or money. I know, Travis, 99% of the time, I know where you're at, you know where I'm at, and we don't spend money that we haven't talked about. Like, we don't have a secret stash of money hidden, or we don't spend large amounts without talking to each other. And another boundary that we have is no negative communication about our spouse to someone else. We don't bring in other people into our marriage and talk negatively about each other. We want to respect yeah, each other and yeah. we make sure that we're actually honoring each other with our words. And
0: building each other up behind each other's back. So positive gossip. That's what we want to have.
1: I know sometimes it might be hard because people may wrongly feel like boundaries in marriage are creating like a prison for them or their spouse and turning them into a slave. But we don't believe that we want those. We welcome them into our marriage. Here's what Dr. Henry Cloud said in his book, Boundaries for Marriage. He said this, Marriage is not slavery. It is based on a love relationship deeply rooted in freedom. Each partner is free from the other and therefore free to love the other. Where there is control or perception of control, there is not love. Love only exists where there is freedom. Like, that's an incredible quote. I appreciate that. We need to have boundaries in our marriage. And that's why all our boundaries have been freely and mutually agreed upon by both of us. Is not something that you said or I said? We decided these together. Yeah,
0: we sat down and really talked about it. And we've listed these out and talked about them and thought about them for years. And it's a protection for our marriage and even for us individually. And so we gladly uh, embrace those boundaries.
1: Another key component beyond boundaries of a house or a marriage is this, it's ownership. For an actual house, ownership and positivity that it brings for a preferred future is something most homeowners have permanent residency and a commitment to improve and keep the home modern and current. If you ask most homeowners, they would likely tell you how much better they feel about owning their home versus renting. I know we used to rent for a while and it's so much nicer to own a home. Renting is
0: great, but owning a home is so different. It's like, wait, I'm going to be here a while and I love this place. I want to make it better.
1: I really think it actually changes how we feel about our home and how we take care of our home when we own it. For a marriage, ownership is the idea that you are in it for the long haul and you intentionally choose to have a positive outlook for the future. You believed your marriage would work when you first started dating. Do you guys still believe that now? I know we do. If not, are you ready to believe that again? Can you and will you believe that all areas of your marriage will work for the rest of your lives? Are you willing to now and continually eradicate all forms of negativity in your marriage? When both spouses see themselves as owners of the marriage They naturally work at their relationship with a different mentality. It also affects how they view their spouse. They view their spouse as a co-owner and tend to work more together as a team. And that's what marriage is. Marriage is a team.
0: Yeah, I love the positivity aspect of ownership with a house and with marriage. And that's kind of how I'm wired, but that's what's required to be able to have a great marriage. Now, the key components of a house or marriage also would include, we would add in there, a budget why because for an actual house managing money through a budget to pay for utilities make improvements and cover the homeowner's insurance it's required and it's necessary i mean we all know you can't run a house without managing resources correctly and responsibly we have seen many couples in our lives manage money so badly That their household budget is a mess. It's a mess. And it's like they're missing payments. They don't know
1: what they're taking in or what they're paying out.
0: Oh, it's so scary. And this isn't an option when you own a home because ultimately for a homeowner, you'll have your utilities turned off and you might be evicted. You might be living in your car before long. Well, for a marriage, managing money and the relationship with money that is required to improve your relationship and maintain harmony and a marriage is a must. So many marriages have finances at the center of much of their conflict. We have seen over and over again, uh, couples who fight over money, either spending too much or wanting to save too much and and having control and not letting the other one speak into it.
1: Or just the stress of money in general. The pressure. Not having enough or, uh, you know, like your car breaks down, like certain things like that. There's just stress that comes with it.
0: I would say that's probably the bulk of it. But here's why you will either see money as a tool to, accomplish your goals or you allow it to make you a fool. It's so important to have a plan, to have a budget. You have to define your philosophies of your relationship with money as a couple as well. So what does this look like? Well, for us, it's putting God first by tithing. We want to give God the first 10% of everything we make right off of our gross. Right.
1: I know tithing can be a difficult thing for some couples because it is, it can hurt. 10% is a lot of money, can be. It's a ton of money. But you guys, God has blessed us over and over again when we've always remembered remember to put him first in everything that we do.
0: Yeah. And I would say, Don, I love that you mentioned that, but the greatest blessing that comes with what you're talking about is even breaking the power of greed it over is. our yes. own hearts and over our marriage. And that really sets up the next part of that is just being generous. Uh, that's something that's a huge goal of ours and how we want to live. Having a household budget and sticking by it. It also means determining what your wants are and what your needs are. We always ask ourselves before we make a purchase, is this something we need or something yep. we just Want and so often we pass up on the purchase because it's just something we want. It's just a fleeting, passing uh, desire. And then also managing your desire for money or spending while mastering money and making it your slave to help grow the kingdom of God. We believe that with all of our hearts that money should be a tool that it should be your slave. So here's how we view money for our marriage, but would encourage you to adopt this for your marriage. And the Bible, First Timothy chapter six, verse six, it says, "Yet true God." Godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into the world, and we can't take anything with us when we leave it. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. But people who long to be rich, they fall into temptation, and they're trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. I think, you know, lastly, as part of that is money itself, the thrill of spending or hoarding money and the things that money can bring can all become gods that we worship and that siphon off attention that should be focused on our spouse and, of course, on God alone.
1: Another key component of a house or a marriage is this, and this is one of our favorites, lights turned off. And what does that look like? Well, you're probably like, what does that mean? a dark house. For an actual house, sometimes the lights are out, not because of a storm or a fuse blew, but because the homeowners intentionally turn them off to go out on a date or to go out on a romantic vacation together. And that is the best reason for a home to be dark and turn the lights off. Leave your house and go out, get out and have an adventure. For a marriage, we call these marriage interrupters. That's what a light switch is. It turns off the electricity to the bulb by interrupting the current. What are we talking about? Adventure, dates, vacations, unpredictable new shared experiences that cement romantic love. It's the ability to look at each other years later and say, Travis, do you remember that time that we were on that train in that other country (laughs) and we told that guy to get on the train with us because our train was not going to the airport when really the next stop it was at the airport oh my like, gosh we gave him the wrong directions but <laughs> and we've told that story yes.
0: before but it's so
1: funny i mean i'm like do not
0: get oh on gosh. this train and he needed to catch his flight and probably missed it thanks to us
1: every time we talk <laughs> about this we laugh and we have these romantic <laughs> feelings of this trip immediately be- that just come back into our heart if we would have stayed home during that time and didn't allow anything fun or new to interrupt our marriage we wouldn't have that incredible experience so so true you guys if you're staying home and your lights are always on and you're never gaining away you're not going to have those romantic adventures and those experiences that you can reminisce over later on so many people do nothing for their marriage or with their spouse and they allow outside marriage interrupters to seductively come in and in an instant or over long periods of time to interrupt their relationship with their spouse An affair is a perfect example of the absolute wrong kind of marriage interrupter. That's the wrong kind. Stay away from those. Get away. Run. Yeah. 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 You know what? The last key component, we made it, Travis. This is the last key component of a house or a marriage is the curb appeal. For a house, the physical appearance of the outside of it from the curb can make a huge difference in the first impression that your guests receive when they come over, or it can also impact your ability to sell your home for more money if the curb appeal isn't great. I know we've seen those houses, Travis. You drive oh by and gosh. you're like, oh no, that that's rough. Like they have yeah. this huge bush that has overtaken their house. You're like, just get rid of right. the bush.
0: There's this house in our neighborhood that we walk by all the time. And I'm like, oh dear God, that house um, looks horrible from the You just
1: need to do a little bit of renovation there. (laughs) It needs work. Well, in a marriage, you originally spent so much time trying to look great for your spouse when you were first dating. But then after a while, you might be tempted to slip into a habit of letting yourself go physically or not trying to look nice for your spouse. And so this, we're just talking about like our physical appearance. Like there are some things that we do to make sure that our curb appeal, so we look good for each other. That's the most important thing. I want to look nice for you, Travis. So some things that we do is we work out at least five days a week. We just know that we want to make sure that we're maintaining a healthy weight, but then also we want to make sure that our heart is, heart is healthy. We are constantly searching for new modern clothes that are on sale. Why? Because we want to make sure that we're dressing nice for each other. We attempt to take care of our skin. Like I know we put lotion on our skin every Several night. Several times a day, like, yeah. Before we go to bed and when we wake up. On our days off traps, we dress up for each other, not Just for our coworkers on the days we go to work. Yeah, we have those lazy days and we're in our pajamas, but we try to still get ready on our days off because we want to look good for each other. And I
0: so appreciate that, Don, because yeah, we dress up for our coworkers and our jobs. I mean, we want to look good and and be professional, but man, when you dress up for me on a regular basis at home, I'm like, ah, this is really cool. Like, and it makes me want to do it for you.
1: I know another thing we do, Travis, we just take vitamins and we drink lots of water right? because we want to be healthy. We want to physically be healthy. When we're sick, like I have this cold, it's just not, you know, I don't want to always be sick. I want to make sure that I'm trying to be healthy. We get plenty of sleep. We weren't very good at this in the beginning. We would sleep for maybe six hours and then we would be dragging, but we make sure that we get plenty of sleep and we try to stay in shape. That's our goal. We want to look nice for each other and be healthy and and just have fun together.
0: So again, we've been talking about building a home together, marriage appraisals and renovations. And these are 10 key areas, probably what we believe to be 10 of the most important key areas that relate to normal parts of a real house, but that will give you the direction you and your spouse can focus on in your marriage. And we promise you that if you do, you will have an incredible home and a marriage for a lifetime of
1: love. We just want to thank you for listening to this episode of the loving the fight marriage podcast. Remember guys, you can do it. You got this. Keep loving the fight. We'll see you next time.